to get really up close because I'm like blind. I can't see anything without my reading glasses. And I'm like, can't see. I'm like, ah, and there's light, sun, you can't figure anything out. And, and I, ah, is that what I look like when I have them on? It's too much for me. But my ex-boyfriend used to pluck my face, and I missed that. Uh, there was one time we were at the bus stop. The only thing I miss about him, so I want to wax you know, ro- romantic about it. We were at the bus stop, and the sun was streaming on my face. And he looked at me, and he said, you are so beautiful. There's a hair right there. Do you have the tweezers? And he went in my bag because I have a tiny little, the tiny little, um, what are they called? A Swiss Army knife. I have the tiny tweezers. And then he plucked, he plucked my face at the 27 bus stop. I know, in the streaming light. I was just like, yes. Anyways, so I just lost an esthetician. Like, that's it. That's, that's my life. I just miss my ex. can't afford one. That's not what I want to talk about, but I can't stop feeling these things on my face. And I, I'm afraid to put my glasses on because I look in the mirror and I'm like, ah! And doctors say, no, doctors say you're supposed to do one thing every day that scares you, and that's it. Like, putting my reading glasses on and looking in the mirror, I'm like, that's what I really look like. Oh, my God. It is, <gasps> woo! It's a lot. Like, I, I, I can put on makeup without, I used to put on makeup in the car when I was driving. I mean, I can put it on with, in a, easy. But I can't look in a mirror in the, woo! I'm a Monet. I look real good from far away, and you get up close, and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? Uh, cat hair, apparently. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat, and I want to shave him. And I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And I want to make him wear it. Because I'm crazy! I'm losing it. I'm fucking losing it. No, uh, I, I know, I like, without my cats, I really, oof, I, I can't afford therapy. I loved your joke. Like, yeah, exactly. Therapy, are you fucking, give me a, people are like, well, you should talk to your friends. I'm like, friends, what are those? How long do you do comedy? They're no friends. Um, so I talk to my cats, and they're great little therapists, and they, anyway, meow, and they love me, and it's, they're amazing, and, um. They masturbate next with not, okay, so like when I'm at, they put the, sometimes, <laughs> okay, so do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Do you know how soft a cat's paw? It's so soft. So sometimes when I'm masturbating, my cat will take his paw and put it on my lower back, you know, so I can feel loved. <laughs> and right before I'm going to come, he's like, ah, he puts that, to let me know who's boss. No, I love, I love my cats and I know, know that, I know for a fact that they love me. Because uh, I was using my, my dildo's name is Pink Floyd, because it's pink. And Floyd, uh, anyways, Mark's seen it. He's slept in my, he's seen both of them. So I'm going at it with Pink Floyd, and I finish up, and I put it kind of next to me. And the cat, my cat doesn't just sniff it. He, like, licks it. Right? Meaning that my cat loves me. Uh, or w- women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. Ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It's dark and purpled with age. It's a really old joke. Thinking about bringing back some cat jokes. I don't know. It's bestiality, a verging on the edge. And people are like, what is she doing with her cats? Nothing. Here's the thing. When my cat masturbates, no, he does. And he does. And he does this little thing like he's a ha ha ha. 
and he's fixed. I mean, he doesn't have balls or whatever, but a little bead of wetness comes out to the end of his kitty crayon. Like it comes out to the end and then it's like lands on the comforter. And uh, so I smelled it. You know, do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. It was just like a little, I don't know. It was like nothing. It didn't smell, it didn't smell like anything. But cats masturbate. Okay, I'm gonna let you, I've been holding you hostage for five minutes now. I'm going to let you go. Uh, is, that, is, the, is, the, is the cat stuff, is that too, is that too gross? It's pretty, it's pretty hacky, though. I mean, the women really do taste like tuna. It's an old, 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 old joke. It's like an eight-year-old joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn up, um, put mic three up. Three, number three, three, three. I put all or four one. There up. you go. There uh, you go. I think it, what's funny is because I have seen both of your dildos. <laughs> no, and it's funny because I wonder, because you're in the process of cleaning your dildos. God bless you. Most of you don't know to do that. You need to do it or else you're going to get a UTI. Got to clean your dildos. And the first time I had seen them was with the Jimmy Pie, and it was side of your, of your right? I was like, okay. You know what I mean? No in my problem. kitchen. In I was the like, sink. they're hanging out. No problem, right? And then I came over, the, I think it was the next day. I woke up the next day. Often. That's comedy life for you. And I woke up the next day, and then they were on the clean side. <laughs> so they were in the cycle. That you have to add that to your bed. Don't fall, Pam. <laughs> Take a breather. Lunchtime's <laughs> over. Go back to your fucking room, dude. So here's the deal, dude. I'm telling you right now. You gotta add that. You, had, you, you clean them like a, like a gentleman, like a lady. You know what I mean? You clean them. Yeah, it was on the side, and then it was on the Yeah, you guys all talk about your dicks. I could talk about my bed. Okay, thanks for being here tonight. Oh, what's up? Find a microphone. Oh. Oh, that, that yeah, that guy. Yeah, I need to, what, I what need James to get said, in. What James said, but not on a microphone. I needed to do, that, I need to find really a better name. I need to find a better name. I can't remember the name of the guy, the actual name of the guy who sent me the email. That sucks because I, it was such a good name, and I just need a oh, better that's, name. That's funny. So I keep saying Boris, but it's, it's not the right name. It's like, like Steven Steve or something. Or yeah, Jack. I mean, I don't know. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So I've, I've been struggling with the name, because I, but I deleted not, it because no, I was so scared. I was like, he's in my computer. I haven't touched that computer since. It's crazy. Oh my gosh, Honest Charlie, we were just finishing. Does is everybody wanna is everybody wanna hear this more? Hey everybody put your hands together for Honest Charlie. Hey Mutiny. Sorry for it. Um so this could be a choose your own adventure. I have uh, some jokes I could tell, or I could deliver a campaign speech that I've been working on. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's not too funny, but um, I would like to work on it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I stand before you today not as someone merely seeking office, but as a fellow citizen, sharing in the dreams and concerns that touch every one of us in this magnificent city we call home. I'm here because the hour calls for decisive action. Because the path forward, the path we're on <coughs> is simply unsustainable. And the time for change is now. 
The city of San Francisco has been a beacon of hope, a symbol of diversity, and a canvas of technological advancement and social progress. Yet, in recent years, we find ourselves plagued by deep-seated issues, economic inequality, housing crisis, chronic homelessness, and the painful realities of substance abuse and mental health issues are etching their mark on our city's story. We cannot turn a blind eye to the struggles of our fellow San Franciscans. We cannot simply pass by on the other side of the street when our neighbors are sleeping on that very pavement. We need to summon the courage and resolve to tackle these problems, not by offering quick fixes or token gestures, but by implementing profound and systemic changes. We, cannot afford to <clears throat> we can no longer afford to silo ourselves into our own self-interest. The problems of one district in San Francisco are the problems of every district. And the promise of San Francisco is not just for a privileged few, but for each and every one of us. We need to recognize that we are bound together in a single garment of destiny, that the suffering of one is the suffering of all. It's time we realize that change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. We have the capacity, the talent, and the commitment to rise above our challenges and build a city that stands as a testament to what is best about our shared humanity. If I'm elected your mayor, I pledge to devote all my strength and task, uh, strength and will to these tasks, to forge alliances that will result in sustainable and affordable housing for all, to establish mental health care programs that are comprehensive, accessible, and destigmatized, to build an economic structure that promotes equitable growth and opportunity. Together, we can shape the narrative of our city. We can tell a tale of compassion, of resilience, and of triumph. We can tell a tale of a city that meets its challenges head on, that values the contributions of each of its residents, and that shares its prosperity, prosperity <laughs> equitably among all. A tale of a city that doesn't just talk about problems, but actively creates solutions. In this moment, I'm asking you to believe in the possibility of a better San Francisco. Believe that together we can bring about meaningful change. Believe that we can be the authors of a new chapter in our city's history. A chapter marked not by despair, but by hope and progress. Our challenges may be vast, but so too is our collective strength. So let us marshal that strength. Let us move forward, not with a spirit of fear, but with a spirit of hope and determination and laughter. Together we can restore the promise of a San Francisco, ensuring that the city remains a beacon of hope, progress, and prosperity. Thank you. I'm honest, Charlie. Good night. Yay, Charlie, stay up there. We got comments. I got comments. We got comments. Dude. I could use them. Yeah. I know. Hey, dude, <laughs> you didn't mention fentanyl not once. And let me tell you, dog. No. <laughs> let me tell you why Trump won. Here's the deal, yeah. dude. You got to say it with conviction. You got to mean what you're saying. You, you got to memorize you gotta, it. And you have to, Number one, that, it that, has that, to be memorized. Absolutely. You, if you can't even do it for, if you can't even, and I love you, but you were fumbling and because you, you're reading, right? Yeah. You got to memorize it. You got to memorize it. Yeah, you I gotta just wrote it on it, Saturday. You got to mean what you're saying. You got to yeah. fucking really, you know, you, and I know it was, the way I felt about your, your speech, because you were looking at the phone, which makes you look like you're looking down, which is like a, a sense of, you want to look at the people, yeah. right? Whoever you, whatever, even if you're looking at a, a, a fucking a, a webcam, look at it and say what you are saying. Don't just recite it, but say it, mean it, yeah. conviction. Actually, fucking feel that shit. Yeah. And uh, and 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 also, you know what I mean. And that's it, man. And also talk about fentanyl because this shit's a fucking problem. And I'll tell you right now, bro. If you want to run for mayor, dude, I hope you do something about this fucking fentanyl problem, dude, because it's killing people. Bad. 
and the poop. The I told him the poop. the poop. Do something about the poop. Run Do something poop. about run on the don't let us. We gotta stop yeah. running on the poop. Get what? Uh, that that yeah, microphone. That. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Start with open carry, dude. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, memorize. If you memorize yeah. that speech, you'll be great. And it's it's if it's next Saturday, you have plenty of time. It's only no. I wrote it. I wrote it on Saturday. Oh, you so, wrote it on Saturday. Yeah. When so do that's. You, I, when but do you I've, it? I've been uh, trying to memorize it since, but I've yeah. had only try, like 48 dude, hours. Do oh, it. No, you'll yeah. get it. You, it's it's um it's just under four minutes. It's perfect. It's like three three minutes thirty seconds. And if you really if you really have, if you're really saying what's behind it because you have it memorized really well and they're your words, it'll be great. Like you're saying all the right things, but also yeah, fentanyl and poop. Yeah, I, I mentioned uh, substance abuse, but yeah, drilling down to fentanyl as well as poop. Yeah. Well, no, but there was a um, I mean, it happened right uh, right before or right at the something about co right before COVID or something, and, it, and they don't didn't release what bar it was in the mission. But uh, 12 people overdosed, and three died, and the other ones were in the hospital, and it was in a mission bar. They didn't Gasol. release what was the name of. I do. Gasol. Oh, it was Gasol. And they they broke down the door, the bathroom door. Because the people all used the same baggie. They bought it, and it was laced, and almost every, three people died. And that shit's like, and when that happened in this neighborhood, and I'm like, whoa, because... You know, at the crazy horse too when it's I was crazy working there. Crazy shit there, yeah. A, a person dies every ten to twelve hours Listen, due to fentanyl Mayor. in this hey. city. <laughs> I love you, dude. Good shit. I love you. No, I got some room for improvement. Thank you. Yay, everybody! Come here together. Honest Charlie. Yay. Okay, well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. You're all wonderful. We do this every Monday. We also have a show on. Uh, did we just? You two real people, or are you like actual audience people? We were just finishing up. Do you want to laugh at some people? I was just going to ask and say, Mark Norrier, do you want to give them the business? Can you promise not to scare them away? Okay. Uh, hey, but hey, put your hands together, everybody. It's Mark Norrier. Yay! Scare you to death. You're already scared. You're all the way in the back. Look at you. You're, you're sitting next to who knows what that is. That's Grimace's cousin right there. Look at him go, dude, right? Jesus Christ. Hey, dude, I'll tell you right now. You guys, what are you guys doing? A date? Your brother and sister? What are you doing? You still on a date? What are you doing? 20 year anniversary. Wow. I hate that, dude. That's uh, disgusting. You guys married? Oh my God. How do you do it, dude? Fuck that. Do you know how much, you know how much communication is, it takes to be married, let alone for 20? 20 years? Fuck that, dude. I, get, I can just get nauseous thinking about it, dude. All the, all the questions, the accusations. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. I don't want to go on dates. I don't want to be on an anniversary. I just want you to pee on me. That's all I want. That's all I want you to do, okay? That's it. What do you want from me? That's it. That's all I want, all right? You know, and, and so, how am I supposed to bring that up over soup and salad, right? Unlimited breadsticks. How am I supposed to? Fuck Olive Garden. You know what I mean? Fuck Olive Garden. I'm tired of it, dude. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Maybe, maybe soup is the best option, right, for that conversation, right? Give me your clam chowder, right? Not all chicks are into you peeing on them. We can agree, right? But you just tell them to squirt on you, they know the drill, right? They, they get it. They know what time it is. 
God bless. That's a, that's a new joke. This is the joke workshop. You're welcome, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm working out my... I already screamed at them enough. They were here, you know, and they heard about the... They don't always want you to pee on you. Because they don't, but I want them to, you know? Some, of you, some people say that it's not pee, it's squirt. I don't care. In my mouth, please. Okay, great. That's all I... I don't give a fuck. Just, the, 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 the moisture in my mouth. Thanks. Right? Jesus. I don't know if you've realized, but I'm a disgusting human being. I'm really, no, I am. I just got an email today from fleshlight.com, dude. I swear to God. I know I did. I swear. I love, and I'm in a committed relationship with my fleshlight, so it makes sense. That's how my fleshlight communicates with me is through email. That's how it happened, dude. I swear, dude. No, I love the fleshlight, dude. I love my fleshlight so much, dude. That's a silicone vagina for those that don't know. I, it's not even just, no, I have all of them. I have the whole catalog. I own the whole catalog. I own the silicone asshole. They got everything. They, do they have a, a, a torso with just nipples? Oh, dude, I, it's in my freezer for continuity purposes. You know what I mean? It's there, right in my freezer where it belongs, right? Ready for supper. It's perfect. How else will I come if it's not in my freezer, right? Lotion's already on there. Everything's perfect. You guys just missed the Mother's Day special. It was just a throat. Dude, the fleshlight's on top of it, dude. Their marketing is on top of it. I love it, dude. I love the fleshlight, but you go online, you read the reviews for the flesh for the fleshlight. Have you ever read the reviews? You look like somebody who would write the reviews for a fleshlight. You really do. You look like a fleshlight with legs, dude. I love you. You're you're all right. So no, but you do. You look like somebody. And they're always the same. Get original, would you? Because they're always the same. Every comment is always the same. It always says the same exact thing. The comments, are the, the reviews for the fleshlight, it's always the same exact thing. It always says, "Well, it doesn't feel like the real thing." It's a hole, but it's a hole, right? It's a hole. Fuck it. What do you want it to do? Your laundry? Grow up. What is it that you would like it to do? I mean, really. You spit on it and you shut up. That's what you do. It's great. It's perfect. It's wonderful. It doesn't talk during my set. It's perfect. It's so good. I love the fleshlight. Please. But, you, but, but here's the deal. It doesn't really feel like the real thing, right? It does. It, it's fantastic. <laughs> but it doesn't really feel like the real thing. So what I did is I, I well, what I did, I, I went on Craigslist. No, I did. No, I did, and I bought. No, I no, and I bought a used one. I did. I I bought a used one. No, I did. I bought a used one. You're all used. Shut up. You're all. Every last one of these has been fucked. Okay, twenty years in your virgins, please. What kind of reverse Christianity is this? Please, till, till death do us part. That's a fucked up thing, isn't it? Dude, fuck, dude. I didn't ask you a goddamn thing. No, I know, dude. I, I see. This is my problem because I was raised Christian. I have a lot of Christian friends. I always bring them my problems, my woes, my concerns. They're always like, "Well, have you, have you thought about talking? To, have you thought about bringing your problems to God?" And that's a Christian's way of saying, "I don't want to talk to you right now." Okay, great. Um, thank you so much. And it's Mark Neuer. Thank you. Yay, Mark Neuer! And another secret set from another one of my favorite comedians. It's Spencer Devine. Yay! Hi, my name is Spencer Devine, and I am much more palatable than your last comedian. I I look like a teddy bear. I sound like a dehumidifier. It's just a lot going on. I look like, you know, people will be like, oh, you look like blank and blank had a baby. Okay, I look like Seth Rogen. Okay, he had a baby. 
with another Seth Rogen, okay? And they made this little inbred Seth Rogen baby. And that baby has sex with one of the original Seth Rogen. And just on and on through the time of evolution, until out of a pile of beards and awkwardness came I to gift the world with my comedy. Uh, they say not to go shopping when you're stoned. So I haven't been grocery shopping in like 10 years. It's a real problem. I need some food. Help a brother out. Uh, when, when I do go shopping, um, I uh, shop in the 10 items or less lane uh, because I'm a goddamn professional and I know what I'm doing with myself. I don't know if you knew there's different layers of seriousness in the checkout aisles. We're not at the self, the fucking wild west of self-checkout. There's a, a child in a pile of fun dip. There's a small fire. Uh, check some stuff out. Steal some shit. Put in Hot Pockets as bananas. No aisle numbers. No rules. Okay, then you have the middle aisles. And there's nothing funny about that. I've thought on it. I've asked robots. They agree. Nothing good in the middle aisles. And then you have aisle number one, okay? People say, Spencer, you should be cool. If someone has 11 items and the 10 items are less lean, fucking cool. Fuck that, you know? I, I don't even have anywhere to be, but I made a conscious decision to be here. If you made a wrong turn out of produce and you're in the Thunderdome with no weapon, I pity you not, sir. Because uh, I will snipe you out of line if you're not ready. I'll be like, this man has more than 10 items. I just have grapes. Yeah. Grapes. How many sunflower seeds you got there, homie? A thousand? Learn to count! Move to aisle number two! There is, there is no safe way out of here. It's the only dangerous way. Uh, I want to go to Ross Dress for more. I think they could uh, have more self-regard. Uh, why, why are people afraid of crows? Not that kind of uh, Why? It's just more of a ponder to the abyss that is the universe. Uh, why are people... Ma'am, you could... You know, they're a slightly larger than average bird. You could beat one bird in a fight. Could you not? Don't! There's only several things you should be sure of in life. One is, did I just kick a baby? Okay? You should be sure either way. The second one is, could I fight one bird? Yes, you could. You would win. Imagine how much less scary that movie would have been if it was Alfred Hitchcock presents the bird. Just one. Throw an Alka-Seltzer at it. Call it a Tuesday. I fear no animal that has the same weakness as mild heartburn. Not a terrifying animal. Uh, but Spencer, if a crow sees your face, 
The next time it sees your face, it'll remember your face. That's something I need to be afraid of now. Like the guy at Wells Fargo remembers my face. Welcome back to the bank, Mr. Divine. Not today, murderer! Which is a great tag because a bunch of crows is called a murder. Thank you. Uh, some people say that crows are psychic. That is so raven. What up? Uh, so I uh, heard that crows could learn to speak English, so I want to teach them to say uh, nice messages and send them into children's hospitals. Uh, because I believe in putting my money towards some good cause. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Spencer Divine. Sleep well. Live dangerously. Thank you, Spencer. Uh, no, we cannot give the audience. No, I want to. I want to tell them one thing though is that I wanted. To, I wanted to run for mayor um, on the stance that every district should have an in and out. There's only one in and out in San Francisco proper, and it's at the wharf for the fucking tourists. And I really, you think, right now, I really Pam. think that every single... No, Pam, we don't need more. We need, we need an in and out. Special. We need, no, we need to have an in and out in every district. If we care about the people of San Francisco and we care about their happiness, there will be an easily accessible in and out. Let's put a Chick-fil-A on the moon. <laughs> live big, live dangerous. Why, why do you have to be so contrary? We shut down all of those McDonald's, put... Put in and outs inside them. We create jobs. I want to go in and then people, stay in. And the yummy food. Oh, dear the God. I want. It's not bad enough already. It's, I want an in and out burger. <laughs> okay, thank you all for being here. Uh, we're here on Mondays and Fridays. Good night. Yay. Thank you, guys. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign. By Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street, 
in the deep, deep, deep mission every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Benmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. 
every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 278 121st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vest right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. Take it west of Fraser's Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless who is that live.com comedy local shows on sale now everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that, Who's that? go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows
podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. TGIF at OMG. Third Fridays of every month at 7.30. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for TGIF. Thank gods, it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go, free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month, OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at OMG. Titans of comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake said you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In the tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Whoisthatlive.com Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Download a podcast and 
with the team. Team's all right. What's the matter with the team? Team's all right. Well, who said so? Everybody. Well, who said so? Everybody. Well, who's everybody? Rocky High. Well, Everybody.
Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year Watching movies bad, strange and weird Commandeered by Michael Hi, this is Carl I, I, I'm Mike's friend I, I wrote this song My turn on are French poodles Chinese German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How's it going? See, I turned Carl. the right way the right first time. That's right. Hey, we're streaming right now on meetneradio.fm. That's an internet radio station. We're straight out of SF, San Francisco, Sucker Free City. We are on every Sunday, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, because that is the San Francisco time. PST. If you're an East Coast dude, you can listen to us on uh, every Sunday at 5 p.m. East Coast time, East Coast dude time. We are also a podcast, and you have to search for us by our acronym, which is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And we're also a YouTube channel. Basically, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You're going to watch it on YouTube with the sound off, and you're going to listen to this podcast at the same time. If that's too much of a trouble, subscribe to our YouTube channel where Carl has synced the movies and our podcast together forever. That's not really true now, Carl. We're going to be watching right now. We're on YouTube as well, and we'll be watching the movie on YouTube in real time. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the screen. In the past, I have sink, sunk, synced sunk them, them. Synced them together. But now you we're going to do together. it in real time. Sounds great. So we want you to find our movie. Carl, what movie are we watching this week? This week, we will watch Zapped Again 1990. Zapped, Z-A-P-P-E-D, Again 1990. Zapped Again 1990. And the channel we like is in Russian. Okay. It's O-N-E-R. I guess it's Owner Kakopub. Kakopub. Yeah. So if you look at the Russian letters and say, I don't know Russian, but I do know English, it looks like Onar Kako pop but don't worry it's the only channel hosting this movie <laughs> so go ahead and type in zapped again yes it's the sequel to zapped zapped again find the russian dude click the link hit the pause move the timer to the zero 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 and wait for us to say go and then we're going to all hit play at the same time now we're really excited carl has spoken to a celebrity comedian Really dig deep into this comedian. And then this celebrity comedian, I haven't heard it yet, is going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. 
And when that celebrity comedian says go, we hit go. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with director extraordinaire, Doug Campbell. Welcome, Doug. Thank you very, very much, Carl. Appreciate it. Now, you are an accomplished director. You are fully working all the time. Uh, I'm also impressed, though, here you have over 30 credits as a screenwriter. Now, I know you're just back from a shoot. That's what delayed our interview. Tell everybody what you're up to nowadays. Thanks for asking. Well, uh, yeah, I've been very, very busy as of late um, uh, directing a great deal of movies that air on Lifetime Movie Network, Lifetime Channel, and then also Tubi and other things like that. Uh, and uh, I've been keeping busy with a couple different clients and enjoying it. And I do a lot of writing and I do a lot of directing. I kind of, I write in order to support the directing habit. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I prefer to write and then direct for sure. That's m more fun for me. Although I will, of course, you know, uh, <laughs> direct other people's screenplays sure. uh, when, when, that, when that arises. And, um, yeah, I just finished a film that, that is going to be called My Husband's Ex, which is okay. about a woman who moves in next door to her high school sweetheart and wants to get him back. And it's it's the usual, you know, Lifetime Channel uh, obsession <laughs> thriller. And then prior to that, just a couple of weeks prior to that, we were doing Danger in Yosemite, which was a heck of an adventure where we went up to Yosemite Park and we did a kidnapping movie. Uh -huh. And then, and so anyway, so it, it, it's been busy. I think I've done... I've lost count, honestly, but I think I've done like 12 movies in the last 15 months. It's been wow. very busy and I can't yeah. complain. I mean, I, I could try, but I won't. And it's nice to be, it's nice to be working, frankly. So now, Doug, the reason we have you on is because you, are, you directed the movie that we're going to watch today, Zapped Again. Now, that was, I'm going back a lot of years here. I mean, it Anymore. was released in 1990. So tell me, where were you at in your life at that time? And how did you get the gig? You know, okay. this is a great opportunity, I thought. Well, okay. You ready? You're sitting down? I was literally working at a restaurant as a busboy. So I had directed one feature film that I had done with my two partners, Scott Mulvaney and Dan Salakovich, and we had made a film called An American Murder. And I was very, very fortunate to have done that at the ripe age of 23, 24. So there I was with a film that had gone to the Cannes market, An American Murder. It had been distributed by MGM UA. It was acquired by CBS Fox. It was all you know, distributed all around the world, etc. In 1988, 89-ish. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I waited for the phone to ring and the phone didn't ring. And I thought to myself, oh my God, how do you, what, do you, what else you gotta do? A cinematographer that, the cinematographer on An American Murder, Chewy Elizondo, he went in and showed, he literally car carried the Goldberg cans of the film into ITC. Uh -huh. which was the producer of Zapped Again and then also yes. Stepfather 2. And he showed them the reel. They, he, and, the, and the executives go, hey, this movie's pretty good. Who's the director? So Jeff Burr, terrific guy, terrific director, and an angel called me up out of the blue. And he said, hi, my name is Jeff Burr, and I'm a director, and I'm doing a movie called Stepfather 2, and I want to talk to you about your cinematographer. And I said, oh, wow, okay. And I talked to him a little bit, and I go, and he says, by the way, Doug, he goes, you should go talk to the executives at ITC. They really like your movie. Uh -huh. So I did. 
So right. I walked I walked the whole film in there, carried it in with gloves, and met Dennis Brown, Vince Chung, Ben Montano, the guys who worked on the movie. And they said, well, we have a film coming up later on that we might consider you for. And uh, six, seven months go by, and I hadn't heard from them. And then they called me. I read the script. I thought to myself, this is the worst script I've ever read. <laughs> and no offense to my friends who wrote it, but I really thought it was terrible. But I had the great, great choice of I could either go back to work on Monday at the restaurant or, or direct a feature film. And so, and so they said, and by the way, we shoot in a week. Mm -hmm. So there I was. Yeah, with my second feature film ever. And they said, you have five days of prep and then you hit the ground running. But then I ended up doing it and, and I had a fun time and I, I loved working with Jeff Apple, our producer. And the yes. cast was great. Everybody was, every, everybody was a doll. Kelly Williams was wonderful. Todd Andrews was wonderful. The whole cast is wonderful. And, and uh, I got to meet Lyle Alzado, you know, yeah. a football icon. So, so I was, was going to go to him. That was one of my last questions. I mean, he really yeah. seems like a character, you know. I, I just wanted to hear, I don't know, some anecdote. or sure. I mean, he must have been great to work with. He seems like a fun guy. Well, what's interesting is he was huge. You know, his, his, he was just, and he was the most fearsome guy in the NFL. I mean, he'd throw, yes. he'd throw football. If you remember him, he'd throw yes. quarterbacks to the floor. And, and I don't think those guys would get up after he'd throw them down. Well, he, he wanted, he, we had him, you know, in his dressing room, which was a, which was a classroom. We were shooting at this high school in Pico yes. Rivera and we had him in his dressing room and he just wanted to get out and play. He just wanted to get out and throw the football with the kids on the field. So, so there he was tossing a football around with our background team uh, on a day out on the field. And it was just so great. He just wanted to get out and play with the, with the young kids. And it was really fun. And then one day he had a love scene that he had to do with Sue Ann Langdon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he has to propose to her, which you're going to see in the movie. And he said, this is what I want to do. And he says, Doug, can you come here for a second? Can you play Sue, Ann, Sue Ann's part? And so I, <laughs> I went behind the desk. And if you can imagine my little cherubic 25-year-old face and this <laughs> monster of a man, he brought his lips within inches of mine. And then he just, as he says his proposal line, he, he, the entire crew is watching. He kissed me. <laughs> okay. On the lips. And it, would, it, it brought the roof down. Everybody was just cracking up. And so then... It, you know, we had just a fun time. He was just a goofy guy. Yeah. And it was sad when we lost him. Yes. Uh, yes. It was yeah. way early. Too early. It really was. Early, now, yeah. speaking of cast, yeah. you had Karen Black. Now, at your yeah. tender age of 20-whatever, did you understand who she was? Oh, sure. Oh, oh yes. Sure. How did here's you get the... involved? Okay. All right. Well, here, here's the funky thing. First of all, two, two things about that. This movie was, this movie was my, was my master's degree in, in film because it was my second film and you kind of learn what you did wrong. Put, put it this way. When they hired me to do a movie called Zapped Again, I'll be honest with you. I did not like the teen comedies of the, of the late eighties. Uh -huh. I've never seen Porky's and I don't plan to. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I just don't have uh, the taste for stupid boob comedies. I just Boy, they don't. get the right guy. Oh, and not only that, after, when they said to me, hey, Doug, we're, we're thinking about doing Zapped again. And I said, oh, I better watch the original. I watched the original with Scott Bayo, And no offense to the, to the fans out there, but yeah. I watched that film. It's awful. 
Yeah. It's it's awful. I hated it. I thought, my God, this is the stupidest goddamn film I've ever seen. And I'm going to direct a sequel. Terrific. So I was not the guy for the job. When we screened that film at the Northridge Cineplex in a tiny little theater that, that Jeff Apple said, we're going to screen it in a tiny theater. We're going we're to pack it with teenagers. Those kids went nuts. <laughs> they were laughing at jokes that I didn't even think were funny. I just went, I, this is funny, I guess. I didn't even know it was funny. They liked it more than I did, yeah. frankly. And I was shocked. Well, I was wondering how Karen Black even got oh, okay. involved. Okay. It doesn't seem like her. Okay. Yeah. Completely illogical. Okay. Well, this is part of stunt casting. First of all, you know, you get a Karen Black, you get, you get a Linda Blair, who was a right. doll, worked with her for one day, and you get Lyle, who worked with us a couple days. And, and that's your, you know, stunt casting. Karen Black, five easy pieces. Sure. Yeah. You know, I knew who Karen Black was. She was, you know, this, this icon from the 60s, rider. early 70s. Mm -hmm. Easy Rider. You betcha. So was, I think she was in five, five easy pieces. I don't know. She was. Yeah. Anyhow, no, it was nice to work with her. Uh, she was eccentric a little bit. Let's just say that. But she, she had came, a great line. She came, on, she came on. She was prepared. She committed to the role. It was the silliest, stupidest role ever for her, a woman with her background. <laughs> but boy, did she commit. Boy, did she commit. And that's when I said to myself, that's an actor. You know, that's a great actor. They'll commit to whatever to make yes. it work. And that's, right. that's who she was. For the twenty, for the for the ten hours that I worked with her, that's right. who she was, and I was I was grateful for that. And she was perfect. She was not a problem at all. Yeah, yeah she delivered her line great. You know, yeah. it was funny. It it made the main character very nervous. It was terrific. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, did you know this was going straight to video? Were they clear about that, uh, or were you hoping for a theatrical release? When we did that screening at Northridge uh, Theater the executives from Nelson Entertainment were there and they were the, they were the domestic distributors. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And there I was standing with these executives as they were, you know, rubbing their chin and gritting their teeth and going, Hmm, I'm wondering, should we go theatrical with this? Should we go theatrical with this? And the, the guys, the boys from ITC, the good guys from ITC were saying, we ought to go theatrical with this. Jeff Apple was saying, let's go theatrical with this. It'll be great. great. Look, look, the kids loved it. The kids yeah. loved it. And the kids loved it. They Evidence. went nuts. Well, I don't think they could, they didn't never arrived on a, on a deal and they did not go theatrical with it. They wanted to, but they, they didn't. So at that little precipice in my life, I might've had a pretty big theatrical release. And that's the closest I've ever come yeah. since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Now, the it last didn't turn out great, but anyway, that's what happened. Well, it, it you came know, close, I but it didn't happen. The film. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't the greatest film, and no. some of it doesn't make sense uh, in the real world. It wasn't logical, but you're not looking for that in one of these no. kind of gross-out, uh, sexy <laughs> films, you know. But I really did enjoy it, you know, and I know yeah. that our audience will, especially for our show. Now, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was this video in the end of the movie. Now, it wasn't tacked on because you had the stars singing it, like you even had Karen Black for one day, but you still had her singing the part. So tell me about this, okay. Uh, the the little music Swift, video that goes, the music video over the ending credits. She's gonna get it, yeah. Right, right, right. Who is this, was Leo Swift an upcoming star? I mean, this wasn't directed by you, that they tell no. you this is gonna be the ending? What is this video? Yeah. And why is it there? 
when you come onto a movie and you're six days away from production and it's already been it's already been uh, crewed up, the locations have been locked, the schedule has been locked. I didn't have any say. So that that whole music video was already in motion. And and I believe the genius behind that was John Forrest Niss, who was our post-production supervisor, who, by the way, okay. introduced me to a very good friend of mine, Michael Spence, who became our editor, and he and I are lifelong friends. Terrific, terrific. But but that whole, that whole um, music video was already in the works. They knew that they were going to do it. They had chosen the song, I believe, from our music supervisor, Jake Hooker, who's no longer with us. Yes. Uh, and, and they had already planned that. And second unit director was my producer partner, Scott Mulvaney. And Scott came out and directed these little dance numbers or singing numbers to go while we while the first unit was going and doing something over here in this classroom they would be over in another classroom uh, oh, or another vision. part of the school doing just doing that and then they cut that together now by the way about the music supervision here's something that was really really weird i'll never forget and i know i'm talking too much but um they said to me hey doug you know the thing the thing that's going to be really hot right now it's going to be white rap uh-huh okay and I, went, I went wait i go w what's that What's, it's coming around what, the corner. What are you talking about? White rap, like Vanilla Ice and these people? I go, really? White <laughs> rap? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Doug, it's going to be the thing. It's going to be the thing. And I go, you know, why don't we do what they did with Fast Times at Ridgemont High? You know, and they just have sort of like, you know, just, just great classic rock and roll and ballads and stuff like that. Why don't we just go that way with it? You know, so, so it's not, no, 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 Doug. It's got to be white rap. It's got to be white rap. That's going to be it. Well, so, you know. I was right. White rap <laughs> lasted about 22 seconds, and 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 good old rock and roll works. Still. It would have been a better a choice, maybe. It was a very I fun think. ending, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, okay. Now, Doug Campbell. Everybody at home is poised to watch your film at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home's got to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Doug Campbell, and give us that celebrity countdown. All right, here is Zapped again in three, two, one. Thank you, celebrity comedian. Oh, right, The Muppet Show, dude, ITC. ITC, that's exactly right. ITC is a company that we know. You hear the 80s music? Yeah, you gotta start you gotta start the show. Let's is this Florida or California, Carl? What do you think? California. I'm making the assumption this is California. You see, Florida's a good guess, but I'm 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 thinking we're probably in LA here. And ice clean down. Yeah, this is Kevin. We're meeting Kevin, who will be our hero for Zapped Again. Not Zapped 2, Zapped Again. Even though there's no electricity, to... nothing zaps you. Some movie title sequels have stupid names, right? Another Stakeout, Zapped yeah. Again, A More American Graffiti. Ooh, <laughs> More American Graffiti. <laughs> Anything to get rid of the two. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, Porky's to the next day, I think, kind of clearly spells out what the movie is. Mm -hmm. Ooh, who's she? So she's his co-star throughout this entire movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way usually you do movie, but no, this is just, uh, we'll never see this woman again, which is too oh, bad. Oh, no. 
Yeah, well, we get to see her now. Look at those eighty stockings and matching high heels. God bless. Now, even though this is uh, released in April of 1990, this was definitely shot in the 80s. When you hear the music of this, sometimes they're rapping, and they're rapping with that old school on-the-beat rap, uh -huh. rather than like, you know, Public Enemy. And, you know, around 1989, that started to change. And this movie was obviously before that, or didn't catch so up. This is pre-Straight out of Compton music soundtrack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're rapping about tax forms. It's nothing really interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man. So talk about 80s, huh? Hot yeah. Topic called. They need you back at the store. Right. Well, it's Sunday. Hot Topics close. Maybe she has a Hollywood. Uh-oh. It goes awkward. Mom, I'm about to kiss this stranger. But what's weird is mom can't see the stranger. Oh, she must be really busy. So does the mom show up again? Maybe the mom like, how many more up. scenes? Yeah. One, mm -hmm. one more time. So, whoa! What the? That's uh, full front, full backle nudity right now. That's full backle nudity. Carl, I saw this movie on USA Up All Night, and I did not see that scene. Rhonda Shears did not show me that scene. On regular TV? It makes sense. Yeah.
and try the next movement, snake arms. Start with your fingers clasp and your elbows out to the sides. Pretend you are moving your arms over an imaginary hill. Lift your left elbow up and let your left hand lead your right hand up the hill. When you reach the top, drop your left elbow and lift your right elbow as you move down the hill. Let's try it. I'll count it like this. This is another one of the tunes we're recording for this album. We're doing an album here tonight for Verve Records. This one features the three magic voices of Potato, Jose Manuel, and Santos singing a Cuban folk song that we call the Cuban Potato Chip.
Your leader, BMR, the nuttiest in the New York turf, on WMCA. Home of the good guys. You may be the winner of the musical love letters contest coming up soon. Right now, name or acclaim on this one, and we'll take the 12th call from Jersey, plus two five thousand Billy Blah. Walk right in, set right down. Daddy, let your mind roll on. Walk right in, set right down. Daddy, let your mind roll on. Everybody's talking about a new way of walking. Do you want to lose your mind? Walk right in, set right down. Daddy, let your mind roll on. Walk right in, 
735 in New York with the leader BMR in the wide, wide, weird world. Former Sure Shot going for the hit them scene. And this hour, we'll have another BMR wide, wide, weird world. With the leader BMR in the wide, wide, weird world. Former Sure Shot going for the hit them scene. And this hour, we'll have another BMR wide, wide, weird world unveiling your number one and my number two book. Oh, they here they are again. and trash of all kinds. Number 24 on this week's Good Guy Survey. This is your leader, BMR, in the wide, wide, weird world. Okay, Harry, take it. Okay, man. Well, the whole bunch. We're the good guys, everybody put on. We're the good guys. Come on, swing along. You'll always have fun. Our radio ones will spend your day on Oh, Harry. Upcoming, the overall winner of the Musical Love Letters Contest. Also upcoming, Frank Stickle in the news. Oh, don't lie. Well, maybe sometimes. Mama didn't lie. She didn't lie. Mama didn't lie. She didn't lie. Here comes that boy this spring. Making eyes at me again. Do they all think that I'm a toy? Thank you. 
46 in New York, 61 degrees here. Uh, Mama Don't Lie, Jan Bradley with the BMR and the Wide Wide Weird World of WMC. And don't forget, next Sunday, Diamond 9 in Central Park, the good guys will be playing the Playboy Club Bunnies in softball, and Jake Spector will try to scrambler. Or is it... Rambler. Jody girl, Jody girl, spend your time today Watching clocks spin the hours away Jody girl, you know the world's going around all day Up with the sun Gone with the wind She always said I was lazy Leaving my home Leaving my friends Running when things get too crazy Out to the road Out neath the stars Feeling the breeze Passing the cars Women have come, women have gone Everyone trying to cage me Some were so sweet, I barely got free Others, they only enraged me
how you feel, okay? Make him a row captain right away. You elected row captains, didn't you? Well, it's in your interest. Uh, a lot of audiences take the easy way. They pick the guy in the end. That's what we did in 1972, 68. Let's not do it again, man. <laughs> My job, essentially, is thinking up goofy shit. <laughs> Comes right down to that. I mean, you don't have time all week. Just uh, signing checks, going to the laundry, answering the door. Herbie, come here. A lot of interruptions. Hi. Yes, you are in this. You may say anything you like. You don't have a lot of lines. Granted, right? You have to think of them. But it's often hard for me to understand them. Because oddly enough, these places are built for the voices to go that way. <laughs> and what I hear is... <laughs> I cannot tell. I have to turn around and say, Get off there, you asshole!
see their faces I feel the traces they've left on my soul Those are the memories that make me a wealthy soul Those are the memories that make me a wealthy soul Provided us. <laughs> a gesture means anything. Uh, they always forget all those beer and wine experiences that the adolescent goes through. Beer leads to heroin, there's no question about it. <laughs> Definitely. In fact, mother's milk. Leads to everything. Acid, DMT. Mother's milk leads to cannabinol. Always been looking for that no-poke shit. People always talk about one-poke shit, two-poke shit. Look at my eyes, me and my old lady. Put it out three times always. No-poke shit. It's good, you just cop and you leave it at home and stay high. <laughs> Knowing it's in the closet. Because there are all kinds of variations, all that mystique, like wine, I've kept into the pot. They were always there when I was like, hey, you've got The shutters lifted an inch and sometimes filled in high Poacher's Hill, and red mutant eyes gazed down on Hunger City. No more big wheels. Fears the size of rats, sucked on racks the size of cats. And 10,000 peoploids step into small tribes, covered in the highest of the sterile skyscrapers like 
packs of dogs assaulting the glass fronts of Lovely Avenue, ripping away, wrapping mink and shiny silver fronts, now nickels, family badge of sapphire and cracked emerald, open now, the gear of the diamond dogs. Ditchell's other mics. There it is. That's it. One, two, hey, hey, one, two. Here comes the sun, little darling. 
Jesus' son.